0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Oklahoma Songwriters Podcast, where each week we find out just what makes our Oklahoma songwriters tick. If you've ever been interested in the process of how songs get written, or if you're a songwriter looking for tips and inspiration, then you are in the right place. I do one-on-one interviews with your favorite Oklahoma artists and dig into why and how they write their music. I'm your host, Jared Valuch, and I'm very, very happy you're here. Let's get started. Just a quick note about this particular episode. It is in JJ's alley, and uh, it's fairly noisy, so please bear with us. And today's episode is with the awesome and talented Blake Langford. So please enjoy. So, we but yeah, are. we are at JJ's today. It is uh, currently just about 7 p.m., and, yeah, it's, it's really weird being in a bar, not drinking. It's living in the future, too, you know? It is. Like 15 minutes or so. <laughs> It's <laughs> very true. That's kind of cool. I like it. Um, so you started already telling us about your personality. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, so what about? Tell us about yourself a little bit. Give these folks something to make Mine. them feel like they know you a little bit. Okay. My name is Blake Langford. First name is William. I chose Blake uh, because when I'm learning cursive which is a form of writing that I learned in school. And I think it's been done away with for a while now, but um, I think it's kind of cool to be able to, I think everyone can naturally write in cursive because you're just connecting letters, but to do it and make it look kind of beautiful, something that I kind of like doing and part of the process of writing that I enjoy too, like a good pen, a good grip, a good angle, just good calligraphy. But so I went with Blake because if you're writing your name on the board multiple times as a kid, it makes sense to choose the name with the least amount of letters. So I thought I found a loophole. And I'm just gonna let myself have that. But so I stuck with Blake. And um, you know, I learned to play music along the way. And now I'm here. (laughs) Hell yeah, man. Uh, Well, what about when did you start picking up music? What was what was the first instrument you played? Drums, I played drums. And I my parents, I think I was in the neighborhood of eight to ten years old, maybe less, but it was somewhere in that area when uh, my parents had a gospel band, the Hearts of Fire. Nice. Hashtag Hearts of Fire. It's a good name. Souls of Flame. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, it's really, really extremely corny and things like within the context of, you know, in 2019 or now, but the, Everything I remember, everything being really genuine about like the work they put in and the sound that they had, right? And you, I could go back and listen to that. And they also have a Last Day Voices group that my even my aunt, my aunt, and my uncle were both in. And it was like like six or seven part harmonies, guys and girls. And I I imagine the nightmare that must have been a group (laughs) where you're in with your wife and your sister in law and your brother, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah maybe it's great but i can't imagine a scenario where it'd be awesome the whole you know nothing's awesome all the time but it's you can tell strangers to go wherever else that you you want them to go yeah but family you can say that all you want they're not going anywhere so that'd be tough to be in a band with them but i started off uh tj buchanan was their original drummer and he sold my parents a drum set and i learned to play drum set after that was my incentive to go to church. Not that I needed it because I just had to. But it's like uh, I kind of look forward to it. And I look forward to staying after and learning drums have always been fun. Picked up the guitar because no one hires you. Um, like a, you can't book a gig as a drummer with a club. You yeah. have to you have to find a loophole. Like you have to join a band. <laughs> it's
1: yeah. like,
0: uh All right. Cool. Let's do that for sure. And then be one of the bucket guys out in Vegas. I, yeah and i never found a good balance either what is it a bucket guy oh yeah yeah the dudes are just those <laughs> guys are everywhere and it's impressive but i don't know if i got those kind of chops i'm more of um it's just a situation well, they also they don't look like they're doing that well <laughs> well you don't know though because that maybe it could their, be part of the whole their overheads yeah. can't be too much <laughs> they can not be yeah i mean you know what i mean their equipment if you're riding off a bucket it's probably not I don't know. I feel like they're pretty. They're in a nice pocket as far as the tax bracket goes. Yeah. As far as being respected and cared for by civilization, you kind of got to bite that bullet. But it's it's everything's a trade. But yeah, I played drums for my parents, and uh, that was kind of cool. But learning the guitar, I wrote a lot of sappy, sad songs, which have continued to carry over. But I've become a little more versatile just based on what keeps me interested and what I think would be interesting to others. But that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, well, I mean, you write. I mean, I don't know. You're one of my favorites, uh, just because of your stories alone, your lyrical content. Like you develop. You don't just. I mean, you may write some. You write sad songs, but you don't write like. You don't necessarily write about heartbreak, you know. Like like it's easy. I feel like for most, even beginning songwriters, to write about a song something is easily. Like uh, you can grasp on to the pain of heartbreak really easily and use that as fuel to write a song, but you write these stories that are—I don't know—they aren't. It's not necessarily about heartbreak. You try to put in. I think I think the most interesting perspective that I see things from, in other songwriters, is an objective point of view in their own life, and I try to aim for that because objectivity kind of allows the listener or reader or participant to decide for themselves what this story is who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, is there one so you know just all those things and some ear candy a little melody here and there is nice something you can whistle throughout the day but yeah. I, think, I, I do think that staying a little detached is necessary because everyone hurts and everyone knows it's miserable but for whatever reason we're not in, I don't think I'm personally not drawn musically to people that consistently whine about the same things yeah but the the same things are still painful and they're still relevant so what are you gonna how are you gonna say it in a way that I think everyone can relate to someone that's like if you see someone stub their toe, it's kind of funny because you've had it. It hurts. Yeah. But if they walk around crying about it all night, you're like don't Dude. That guy. <laughs> uh, it's the, it's the green bean guy will learn where to put them in your cupboard. Okay. So oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I, I tackle stuff the same way. I try not to, I try not to repeat myself. I know some of my own, some of the things, yeah, they occur over and over again in my life and maybe I haven't learned the lessons. <laughs> that I'm supposed to yet yeah, and I'll I'll repeat some of those song those in my songs but I hate writing the same yeah I, I hate writing the same message twice uh if I can help it it seems like I don't know I think any kind of writing is good like the exercise itself is something like I said, with the pens I genuinely do like a good pen um so to, just to kind of establish the kind of person I am in general and the class of people I hang out with, uh, I was eating the buffet at, uh, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Golden Corral? Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually, it's delicious. Uh, I don't even know the name of it. It's on top of the Devon Tower, but they have really cool pins. It's like oh, Bast. Bast. Yeah. yeah vast. Vast. So it was delicious, by the way. Yeah. Um, it was kind of cool, too, and I think it might have been all in my mind. This mo- so.
1: I need to dump ice and I'm. Dump dump your ice, ice. bro.
0: (laughs) And as anticipated, we will take a brief pause from my captivating story about eating at the (laughs) buffet on top of Chesapeake or Devon or whatever it is. What is the, uh, what is it called one more time? Vast. Vast is nice. Go for it, bro. Let's do it. Ice bucket challenge. Don't pour that on Jared. Don't pour it the other way. (laughs) He's all that nice. Oh. oh. I've never
1: hey, it's that so bucket guy. My
0: fucking life. It's the bucket guy that we were talking about earlier. Hey,
1: yeah.
0: Sure as we imagined I'm it. Go play some. Yeah, there, there it is. is. There it is. Hey, I took it up for you, by the way. <laughs> I said that you were doing well for yourself. We were talking about the bucket guy that plays on the street. Yeah. Like not five minutes ago.
1: Right
0: on. Hey, man, you gotta do what you gotta do. You they look like they're having fun,
1: though.
0: <laughs> well. Yeah. So I took this pen from Vast and uh, I use it to write. I like a good pen, I like a good angle. I like the actual writing. I like writing because that, even if I'm just rewriting a song or trying to write a song that looks better, I really do enjoy that. Hmm. Well, that's something I actually was meaning to talk to you about specifically, is I know you write a lot. And at one point you were telling me you write like, you write like every day. You try to write a song every day I do. Um, I do tell people that for sure. For I sure. tell everyone that <laughs> I like people to view me as a like a very dedicated, disciplined writer, because I do not ever not once wake <laughs> up in red sweatpants and say to myself, I'm going to smoke weed and wash the office today. I don't do that. I it write, I sit down and I say, <laughs> it's time to write. Here we go for sure. Definitely doing <laughs> this every day because people are counting on me to follow through on that. Yeah, right. I will say realistically, no joke, I probably write every single day. I don't know if I finish a song every day. I I would say I finish a song on average either like two or three times a week uh, or like 500 in a day or like none for two months. (laughs) It's one of those three options usually. But I do say I just by the time I want to be on to the next one, by the time I'm done with one, that way I can keep it's really all just one song right. and it's just kind of, you're just, it's some people journal and like, I record everything that I write. So even if it's home recordings, I'm getting to a pretty good quality on those as well. So it's like, I just document it and it's good. It's just my journal. It's fine. It doesn't have to be anyone else's, but yeah. it can be. I just get to choose what I want to share and I get to choose what I want to throw away and what I'm glad that never saw the light of day. You know, I go back and I listen to myself and I think I'm like probably the funniest person or like just brilliant. And then I go back and listen to myself and wonder why, how a person could go 37 years doing the same thing and not be better. <laughs> so I have a lot of bouts with a lot of things, but yeah. I think everyone does. I'm just trying to be realistic about how I see it because I can't really advance myself or my thinking or my craft, if you can call it that, if I'm. If I'm not being honest about where I'm at, I, how can I go any further? I'm just going to be lateral for a while. Yeah, I get that. Let me see. Yeah, uh, let's let's do some more. Let's do some more ice. Or did we get all the ice? Did you get all that off of we, you? Yeah, I've uh, no. I mean, I've got a little in my pocket. That was really, really rude, or the bucket guy. It was. He could have ruined my equipment. Was this about the comment you made? I think it might have been. Bucket guys, I've heard, can be sensitive at times. But you know, I think it wasn't. The t- I think I'm good because I said he was like in a comfortable pocket in the tax bracket. I think you were the one. Yeah, taunting I was the only him. one talking, talking trash on him. You That's what I that. get. You know, I can't throw stones and live in a glass ha- house. When in Rome. I think. You- what is it, Demetri? Martin? I think. <laughs> It's like the only time you should ever throw rocks, period, is if you're in a glass house because you need to get out. So like the saying should actually be only people in glass houses throw rocks because <laughs> it's like it, and it's a good point. It's like, well, how about we just don't throw rocks ever <laughs> at anybody? That makes sense. That's good. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, today in the news, I, I heard that a guy just down the street um, was uh, was stoned <laughs> true story I saw it for myself it's got mirrors neat. everywhere in my apartment huh all right it's impressive <laughs> Just down the street I uh, like it hey Jared can I ask you a question since we have you since we are here I mean you're also a performing respected songwriter in the metropolitan Oklahoma City area <laughs> and I have been wanting to know what is songwriting to you Is it like a stress relief like a celebration like a way to process life, etc <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ask my own well thought out and written question um, And to be clear, I think this is uh, perfect sorry to interrupt but i know it probably feels like i'm making light of what you did and i'm not because this is this helps i am making fun of you but i'm like it's not because this is a silly idea it's just because we had a little dead air and people like when people make fun of other people they do they do what is songwriting to me is it when you sit next to me on a sunday and then just really, really dive into all my character (laughs) flaws and my physical attributes. I knew that was. For anyone that listens to this and thinks Jared is a smiling face, he is. Anyone that thinks he's a sweetheart, he absolutely is. Here's a side you don't know. He is a fucking vicious (laughs) maniac. I, (laughs) do we do do the beeps? I apologize for the cussing. No, He sat (laughs) next to me on the patio at JJ's alley, which I thought was a safe space for everyone Name me. I thought, I, thought <laughs> I was still safe. Man, I guess I just wasn't in the mood to like verbally spar that day because that's what you, it really you hurt. Just like is you just jumped on do, me. You yeah. didn't do anything back, and usually you're so yeah on top of me. I was just like, and, what, man? Yeah. You I just, at two brutes? <laughs> I came out of, I came out of left field on that one, and I felt bad about that. That's what like, really I got to do. I, it. Still back, think I about that. it. I think about it m- at least. once twice a week now you really sprung on me <laughs> man. I, have a, I had to think about it a while <laughs> man I'm getting I signed up for something I don't know what I did but I signed up for something on my phone and I'm getting like I do have I think at 37 you know everyone has issues in their life where they need to stay connected to just like so my parents dog Rocky died you know I remember that you know uh, just things like that you know, if, yeah. you can't we find a dog it. named Rocky when I was a kid, too. Rocky. Our dog, Rocky's way better, probably. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> for you, I'm sure. <laughs> no, he was actually a little shithead, but he's wonderful for, you know, for my parents. And I never, like, I never uh, got the chance to, like, live with him or any. You know, there's a bond oh, when you okay, live with yeah. a dog and all that so and he was like he's always good to me and excited to see me but he's a little bitty Yorkie, and like i came back from tennessee when i moved back and i was about 30 and i had i had just gotten my uh my best friend abraham and oh, yeah. he was you know a young pup at the time he's still doing well but he's like when he came back it was just a big territorial issue so like rocky would be peeing all over the couches and Abe would go behind and it was just like a non-stop thing where my it was just it caused a lot of caused a lot of drama in the household with dog pee problems. It's a big yeah. So I gotta tell you, man, I think I think uh, I won't speak ill of the of the of the past pets, but I think you know, I could have spent a little more time with Rocky and he could have been, been a little
1: <laughs> been a little easier on Abraham.
0: Abraham's this pit pit bull that's fifty pounds. Not big but about ten times the size of Rocky, and Abe was never allowed to even be on the floor. Like he had to jump from outside when he was using the bathroom onto the couch, what? because the floor was Rocky's. Oh my god, um, that's one hundred percent not having it. And everyone has one of those cute stories where the oh the little dog rules the roost, but yeah. it is it is adorable. So I don't know why we're talking about dogs, but I think uh, I'm not sure. Little dogs are <laughs> assholes. Sorry. No, I think if we traced it back, it would probably be. Um, something super important and it'll come to us probably later. But oh, yeah. It, but why, sure. I do, why I do have you here, though, <laughs> I was just wondering, like, if you want to talk some lyrical content, like what is your lyric writing process? My lyric writing process? Have you answered that already on your podcast? Not of myself. I mean, mostly I, th- I try to... I think you should start episode one with you answering these. It's kind of oh, yeah. a reference point. Like it's kind of a cool thing too, because people go back. People can anticipate the next burning question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And maybe I could write a couple suggestions if you would be open to that. I mean, I'm definitely open to some advice on running this thing, man. I, I think just want it just to be fun. In between, if you want it to be fun, you have to ask men their penis size, and you mm. have to ask women their weight. Yeah. And just see where it goes. Cause you're gonna know right off the bat what kind of interview kind of you're gonna person, have. Yeah. And how much work you're gonna have to put in to make it entertaining first and then enjoyable okay. second, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I think we're doing a good job. Like this is amazing. Yeah. I don't think it was necessary for the bucket guy to come in with ice. Mm, yeah. If we could avoid that, that was alarming. That was. Two buckets. And you just let it happen. I'm, I could not jump oh, in yeah. because I was, you know, I'm doing a podcast interview. Right. So I'm all tied up. To, yeah. It makes sense. I was going to, though. Man, if he'd have stayed longer, I was going to do something. You should have seen what I thought I was might do. I gotcha. So wait. Okay. So lyrical content. Yeah. What's what about that, lyrical content? What is the, your favorite lyric of... Crowded Houses song Don't Dream It's Over uh, It's hard to say because I don't think I've heard that Oh you've heard it Have I? It's possible
1: Hey now don't dream it's over hey Oh yeah yeah, yeah. Now, Hey now when the comes in and they want they come to build a wall between us See
0: I've always been jealous of people that can remember lyrics Easily, <clears throat> I can't even remember the lyrics. Is, of my is favorite song. Is it easy? I don't or, know. Or is it maniacal, sitting around creating your own playlist full of songs that you'll never play? <laughs> Just well, kidding. You'll I've been playing. Be I've, play play I've been playing that song. I played it. I played it Saturday. I've been learning it because I'm going to go to Florida for a month, and uh, I'm going to play a lot of touristy songs. And I wanted to learn that one. And I I fielded it last Saturday, and I earned my first tip. From Crowded House, thank you, Crowded House. Uh, no revenue will be generated from this podcast. I'm assuming, so do not come looking for any kind of royalties just because that sick clip of me vocalizing the course. And don't dream it's over. Oh yeah, that was a. Uh, that was, was a, a sick uh, run. Yeah, we can acknowledge that for sure. It was definitely. <laughs> it's a sick run, for sure. Ah. Uh, what does this become? <laughs> I don't even know. Can't ask these questions now. <laughs> oh, God. All right, let's just get down to it. Huh? Well, we wait. didn't get a chance to talk about it before the interview, but yes, a little topical cream, and you should be in the clear. Right. Well, you can't re irritate it, and I know it's going to get. You know, 10 days is a long time. You got to lay off. But the antibiotics will be null and void if you should, you know, if your desires get the better part of you. Yeah. And of him, you know, you got to, you you know, both got to be on board with this or you and whoever. Yeah. Okay. I'll try. Um, I don't want to tell you how to do your life. Certainly not in the bedroom. I don't think I could ever do that. What? Topical cream? 10 days oh yeah 10 days of nothing but just hanging out doing podcasts man all right i uh, i could do it I could i'd probably it. actually have to practice i'd practice guitar <laughs> for a change and uh i went 16 years without sex one time first 16 of my life i figured it out like immediately well yeah as soon as it, it's like i unlearned how to have not have it you know yeah. I unlearned how to not have sex. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good place to be. It's unlearned. Crazy. I unlocked that I'm door. I'm a bad unlearner. Or a good unlearner. Yeah. I don't know. I forget things easily. Well where did you go to high school at? I went to Stroud and that's that's I have teachers that I have like I can I can go down the they probably don't want me to, but I could list them off and right. I like looking back. It's just like one big filter of appreciation for what they did and, you know, just kind of seeing things as they told you you would when you got older from their perspective and kind of I can't fully comprehend what it would take to get up and put up with, you know, I'm irritated because I'm basically being held hostage and it's civil, but it becomes uncivil at times because they're not, I'm taught that everything that I don't care about is supposed to be important and everything that I care about is not important. And it's like, I don't want to go, this is not beneficial to me. And then from their perspective, it's like, I'm just here to do a job, kid. Don't, don't cause a problem, please. Please do not disrupt the culture of the entire. And it's one of those things where it's just one agreement that I was not mature enough to have, which is do your job and I'll stay out of the way. Yeah, because it what I you know even our early on in life you detect a trap and you you know you know when you're being babysat when you're being you know when you're being stretched and some people benefit from some things and other learn other everyone learns differently. I did. I had my own table in chemistry, for example. I could not be with everyone else because we had a a, a verbal agreement, an actual verbal agreement with my teacher. Um. He was probably the most intelligent of, in the dealings with me, looking back, right. he probably handled it the best and the most planned out because he just came to me at the beginning of the year and just, before I even had him in any class ever, hmm. he, teachers talk, Yeah. he just said, this, this area is yours. This desk, this whole section is yours. <laughs> Everyone else sat in groups at tables. This is yours color draw listen do whatever you want stay away from these tables and these poor kids just leave Lord us alone It's not us alone. even
1: doable
0: it's doable it's 100% doable uh. the, the agreement is I have to retain the information and I have to I have to be held the same standard on the test Yeah. and I have to not be caught cheating so mm-hmm. that was the agreement right. but I felt like it worked because it was chemistry Right. And I think he was realistic. He's like, okay, this guy doesn't need to know the periodic table. Scientist was nowhere on my to-do list or to-be list, and it still is not. And I don't want to discount its relevance in anyone else's life. But in mine, I knew, still know, and will always know that nothing on that chart means anything to me, nor should it. See, I that's where care. we have this weird, one of the best things that I like... Best things. One of the things I most enjoy about talking to you is because we have polar opposite perspectives <laughs> on on all things. Like, you, you were, have to know when you the yeah. molecules are. When you were a kid, you saw through the curtain of lies, the, the all the bullshit. You were just like, you know what? I don't. I know that I don't need to know this. This isn't my thing. Meanwhile, I was the nerd trying to go to science camp. But did it benefit you? Though it might have benefited I you. I don't know. If it stimulated I'm sure it your interest. Sure would have if my mom had ever taken me. Oh she no. She signed me up and then she failed. We missed it by like a week. <laughs> she we she took me to the college, where where it was for the summer for like a week long thing, and we were a full week late. A full week late for camp. Yeah, we missed the camp. We missed the entire <laughs> camp. You were late. You were really. She was. You were actually early for next year. Yeah. This is rough. <laughs> She felt, <laughs> I still don't remember how bad she felt. It was, Man. I look back now and it's hilarious. Whew, that's tough. That's, you know, that's you kind know, of I, tough. Might have, I might be working for NASA had that happen. No. You know? I mean, you might have, yeah. but let's not, let's not. Could I, don't, an I astro- don't think that's what separated an you. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think that's what separated you. It could have. It really could have. It's possible. Every event unlocks. Could be playing sl- guitar in outer space right now. <sighs> what I bet if you, I, I do think this. If you could have already, I bet you still could. So let's just see if you're in outer space in 20 years. Uh, Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe all of us. It's not too late, let's go for it. All right, mom. Mom, (laughs) look, mom's mom evolution. Here's Uh, the situation. Not everyone gets a chance to redeem themselves. Certainly not with things. That's gotta really weigh on people. You think about, I've never been a parent, but I remember being a kid. And just the enormous amount of guilt they would feel for the smallest of things, you know, like yeah. they would leave you at the bus station. No, I just kidding. <laughs>
1: and <laughs> like they a... would just
0: beat themselves up for weeks for forgetting that you existed. No, yeah, I had great parents actually. They were, they probably overwhelmed me with love and support, but in their eyes, like they were never there for me. It's just one of those things that, you know, it's, it's probably a process two of perspectives. Yeah. Always know. trying and knowing, feeling like they could have done more or something. Yeah kind of how like i feel about every day (laughs) (laughs) sure i need the prices right sound effect can you pull that up do you have access or i can do it probably i don't know if i have actual access to you know like when someone it's i feel like when someone fails at the showcase showdown or something (laughs) it just goes like the horn like the horn was excited because it was going to be used to express excitement and then it just found out that it, it has to not do anything, really. And it's just like, ah, ah. I'm going to try and find this. Beautiful. But while I'm looking it up, let's talk about some stuff, man. Yeah. What style of, uh, what artist did you like? What did you even practice whenever you started playing guitar? Okay. Uh, man, you're you might have got lucky with this one, buddy. You might have, you might have taken a wild swing in the dark and really, so when I was learning, this was the time when the first true love of my life had just rejected me. She had gone to college, the same college I transferred, and she had decided smartly (laughs) that I am not her best option and you know, to be rejected. For the right reasons you know what i mean if someone lies about you and someone says this or gossip and blah and people come to know you without coming to know you first then that just saved you the work of ever having to get to know them i'm i embrace that but yeah. when someone knows you and rejects you that hurts because they like no I, I i i get it i get it all <laughs> i get everything you are and i don't want it no thank you yeah, that hurts, and so it's, like I was doing that, you know. Some real shit. So I was dealing with that, and it was it was for the first time ever, and I'm you know, on top of that, um, I didn't really see it as stressful, but I was transitioning from high school to college, and, you know, trying to figure out, you know, if this adult thing was something I was interested in at all. Yeah. And as it turns out, I was not, and I am not. And there are certain elements of adulthood that I'm coming to embrace. and But those are the ones that serve me, not the ones that I <laughs> yeah. go out and perform a task for someone else because that's it. I think it's fine to sacrifice your time for things if in return you get a fair exchange if that makes sense. So like if right. if I'm, I'm coming here and I'm doing this podcast for everyone because I know that this is gonna generate millions and millions of hits and views oh yeah and it's just gonna launch it's gonna be a launch pad for your career and for all of us i, I, I feel i feel <laughs> yeah the tens of tens of dollars that could be made that i'm gonna buy this podcast i'm gonna donate 20 just for that <laughs> i do need that back though i don't know how that works how that investment I'll As soon it you- it's a write-off so you write it yeah you write just write it off now and say i gave it to you right and then i'll keep the money win-win I mean, yeah, that's. I don't know. I don't know if that's how it works though. But I'm not 100. That's, that's, that's one of the adult things that I don't quite understand fully. The tax thing. Yeah. That's, I've. Well. <laughs> it does not. That's not. I don't understand it either. Uh. It's kind of like the biggest bully in the world. It's like the. It's like the only bully that ever got smart. They're not just like doing it because instinctively they don't understand how to communicate. Reminds me of that Parks and Rec episode where Ron talks to the little girl about government. Takes, eats half of her sandwich, he explains taxes to her by eating <laughs> half of her sandwich and a big old handful of her chips and like swallow their old juice box or whatever. It was pretty good. That does bum me out. To think about like really. Oh, it doesn't matter. We don't need to think about stuff that bums me out. But I do. I do think. <laughs> I do think that the, like the tax thing, that all that that stuff can be so overwhelming. That it's kind of almost like a lux. It's like an opportunity to not even like. I just don't even think about it. I don't even have to. I don't get stressed out about it. That I know. It and maybe in my subconscious. I do, but it stays there, and that's fine by me. Because no. I I really don't stress about governments. I just when I get thrown in jail, I get upset. Yeah. Because it's over drink it, it it used to be over drinking or like I've been thrown in jail for an unpaid uh blinker violation. They were just rounding up, you know, outstanding bench warrants. And there's just like unreasonable things that I can complain about, but I've kind of introduced that storyline in my own life. Hmm. And I'm just trying to walt it back out without making a big to do about it, you know. Oh, yeah. But all the while I'm trying to like replace everything with more positive things like uh for example, uh, rice, jasmine rice, has replaced uh, just regular whole grain white rice. Um, I do have both still, but you know, why why invest in sugar no. and butter and dump it into some shoddy rice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh crap, There, there's the bucket, man. Hold on. I, I, I've actually brought this pocket knife, so we're going to be good if you just... <laughs> and don't come back with your bucket and you can't because you're dead hey that's man right. sorry about that so that's that's what you it's the last of the bucket guys. Yeah. that's what you practiced when you started playing guitar uh not <laughs> knifing knifing bucket guys was was it? it wasn't at the top of my list but it was something i wanted to get to eventually and i'm glad that you know it's rare. it's I th- I'd call it fortuitous that it happened this, both the podcast and the stabbing, it's both kinda it's kind of I don't know. Something about a good good violent, righteous attack that you just takes the edge off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, can it's just, I can see that. let me see uh <laughs> trying to even out the sound. Uh you ready for any of these other questions? Yeah. I was thinking about some things that I was wanting to talk about. Um, I don't know. Like advice. Like good advice. I have a lot of good advice. So I feel like you do. I feel like that could be yeah something we should just... Let's just get there now. Yeah. What is your advice for songwriters out there and anybody interested in the creative process? Okay. Um, this is probably not going to be the most appetizing of responses but my advice to anyone that wants to be a songwriter would be to write songs and continue to do that and listen to other songwriters and learn what you like and don't Um, occasionally entertain the idea that you don't really know anything and maybe everyone you meet could um probably school you on something yeah that was one of the coolest things about coming up here and doing the seventh day rebellion stuff was meeting people that i'm i don't know I'm continually learning from everybody yeah yeah and it's i don't know I think I could ramble on on just bits and pieces and sound bites But, you know, one thing on Sundays in particular that I find appealing about a new songwriter, especially, but anyone would be the courage to be vulnerable without drawing attention to it. So, just play your song Yeah. and you can tell when someone cares. And you can tell when someone, there's no real right or wrong way to do it. But for me personally, the thing that I enjoy the most about watching a songwriter is watching them become strong by being vulnerable and watching them get up there and or sit next to me and watch me do this because I still time and time again, play and practice songs live that are nowhere near ready to be performed by any standard, <laughs> by not just mine, by anyone's. But I'm not saying it's good to go unprepared, but I think it's good to be willing to be vulnerable. And yeah. I don't know, I I just identify with anyone that's anxious to say what is on their mind through a song. You know, it's when you write that song, aren't you excited about it? And if you're not, why the fuck are you choosing such it's not really is it a is it a profet, I mean a lot of people make money I guess a lot of like you could probably fill this room with people that make money off songwriting significant money yeah. all the people in the world probably you could you could probably fit them all in this room <laughs> probably and so it's like I think you can do anything that's I, I really do think you can do anything you want with it yeah but I think identifying what that is is the hardest part, and has been for me. Yeah, because slipping into whatever avenue that, that is supposed to actually serve its place in your life. Yeah, there for a while, it. I almost started creating a storyline for myself, like I'm some kind of gun slinging des. You know, like I'm tough and I drink whiskey and, you know, will capture. Germ- yeah. It's and I'm not. I'm ashamed, not of exactly what I've done or like any of that I am ashamed of the idea that I thought was valid it is not valid when it's not authentic I am not a gunslinging tough guy who drinks whiskey I am kind of an introspective thoughtful I'm basically a pretty normal regular guy yeah I found that out that day I made fun of you (laughs) <laughs> like jesus man god i, have, I was like ah oh, shit he's I have, real i have a it was he's not craig, just craig robinson in uh broke the fourth wall <laughs> or whatever man did he it was craig robinson and pineapple express at the end where he's like i know i know i got a tough exterior but under this tough exterior i got a lot of feelings and you hurt damn near everyone them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. But no, I think, yeah, I think that's relatable too. And I I do think at a certain point, you you have to develop some sort of relationship with the listener or the person, your friend. Whoever gives you support and whoever really says, hey man, I like your song because of this. And like, someone who's really invested their time and energy, not because they want to support you, but because they really do like your songs. Yeah. that's the kind of thing that I am fortunate to have even on a small level you know well, we could list the names but then it, we start leaving out names too and doing yeah. that but I do have a, we have a network of people that genuinely likes our music and that's something that you can only get and establish if you are offering yourself in a real way vulnerable you're up there this is what I got, and it's it's not like we don't practice. It's not like we don't write. We do. Yeah. We are songwriters, and it's it's something that I, for a long time, used. Just basically, I, it's just it's weird to kind of get set in a different seat at a different table, further down the row in your own life by yourself. <laughs> you know, and it's it's enough. It's an, it's too much, and songwriting. Is, is a good outlet and it's also a good you know entryway. It's just yeah. I think it takes a lot of intention. Uh, if that's advice I would also give uh, have intention whatever it is. You know, I, um, these yoga classes they say set your mind. you know let's set your intentions. You know I think that's important because like when, it's easy to get fatigued by life or by anything. Life is just being awake is exhausting, Ugh, you know. Yeah. I, I think it was Louis C.K. talking about like he spends his day looking forward to sleeping <laughs> and then he sleeps. Oh, yeah, I can relate to that. Like, that's kind of depressing, but sometimes it's super depressing and sometimes it's just fantastic. But I, I don't know either way. I think it's just this is a cool group and it's a cool pocket of the city and, and community that it's just kind of like. You really get to be yourself, or you can be someone else if you want. It's just like it's its a more concentrated form of life, and I like being a part of it. Nice. So, I think we are getting close to where we should probably wrap up, because there's going to be folks getting up here to start doing their thing. Uh, what do we do with the bloody bucket guy? He said pack his ass in the ice. Well, I sense a little hostility from you, and I i really... This was more about principle. I didn't feel like you were that upset about the ice thing. You would you would have it that way? I mean... If you want it that way, that's what it'll be. I mean, I can just be. flip that switch off okay. in my head. <laughs> it's, it's whatever. Well, just make sure that chain stays up. I'll get the the mop. Okay. Do they have a mop here? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. So if someone would was so inclined to look for Blake Langford's stand-up or uh, sure. music, <laughs> where would they go? Um, I would go to the Looney bin. For the stand-up, I'd go to the Looney bin about ten years ago, uh, eight years ago. <laughs> I showed up on a whim to do an open mic, and I didn't show up to do an open mic. I showed up because there was a crowd outside of the Looney bin and I was looking, so happened to be looking for just something different to do besides go to the same bar, blah 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 blah. So I was like, I'm gonna change it up, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the Looney Bin. Well, the line was for open mic apparently, and by the time I got to the front, we, you know, they had established that it's gonna be like 15 bucks, or I could just do two or three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, howdy would I have paid the 15 to 20 dollars if I could go back? But. I, I really wouldn't have. I I just would have been funnier. <laughs> I just got on stage, yeah, and like I tough. I started picking on all the girls, because I didn't have any jokes, obviously, prepared. So I just figured I'd make them uncomfortable, and they'd laugh for two minutes. And it worked to an extent until the girls turned on me. And then when they <laughs> turned on me, they literally turned to their boyfriend, like, We're, you're either you're choose a gonna- side. You know what I mean? Choose a <laughs> side. And then I understood the look. This all happened very... Quickly, yeah. and I was and very, very. I was very. There was no mistaking. there's a lifetime in that The moment. guys communicated to me with their eyes. You're on your own, man. You're on, look. I think you're funny. I think the shit you're saying is funny. But I, this Nina is not gonna itself. So I right. am going to absolutely side with her. And good luck to you. And it was dead silent for like the last thirty <laughs> seconds of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I made it past the two minutes where they they give you extra time if you're doing well. But so I was doing well. And then you died but in open space. They decided to bail on me with my extra time. So the extra time was just them kinda looking at me and me, me getting weird. And then me kind of lashing out for them not you know, I I was upset and betrayed. So I started lashing out at them and it just got ugly. And it was kinda one of those things where it's like, take him away. flame me off, Johnny. <laughs> and there's a side door with Looney bin and I ran out the side door. I have seen the side door. i never That's went, why no. that's there, I guess. That makes sense. I figured it out. Nice. Yeah, you can come and see me at the Looney Bend ten years ago, or um, you know I'm on all the website stuff. So
1: like my name Spotify. is Blake
0: Lankford. Blake yeah. Lankford, L-A-N-K-F-O-R-D. Blake Lankford. Like, just remember Blake and the last name Lankford, <laughs> and you'll be able to find him. The way I do it is I just associate it with. So like, yeah. when we'll I come out when, on when Sundays. I think, when I think Blake, I think Lankford. Yeah. And then when I think, you know, you see it where I'm going. But yeah, come out on Sundays for the uh, Seventh Day Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Veter, as some call it. Veter, yes. We have about 20 tattoos following or just floating around. Do you have your tattoo yet? i got to put it on this arm. Okay. You're not going to put it on the stranger? I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. So, come we out should go Sunday and, for you sure. You should come with me and hold my hand. Well, Jared, I do appreciate you being a huge part of the Seventh Day Rebellion and songwriting community. And for doing this podcast. There's no... There will never be enough things like this for songwriters and people to come on and express. And this is just a cool time, excuse to hang out too. So it thanks is, for having a lot of fun, man. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. But before we do, we need to discuss you and what song we're going to use for people to listen to after this podcast. It pretty much plays out. For sure. At the end. So this song is one that I recorded uh, by myself with a drum track and drum tracks are the mortal enemies of all drummers and of all songs. I don't know. I just kind of turned it on and I liked the way it sounded. And I, I, I had, um, I have the ability, I think to stay, keep pretty good time on guitar. So I figured nothing would seem too unnatural. It would just kind of be quirky and fun. And I don't have enough of that in my life. I don't think so. I'm just, I just like love the way this turned out. It's extremely raw, but it's fine. It's polished. It's clean. It's good. I like it. <laughs> Lyrically, it's there. It kind of tells a story. You know, it's kind of a Tom Petty, if we're going full there circle. We'll I can guarantee you that the chorus line, just if you think Tom Petty and even think the album specifically, Wildflowers, that's really, really heavy what I was listening to when I wrote this song. And this is probably a month old song or so. I don't know, but I. Yeah. Like I said, I just write them and record them, and that's the one I would like to play. Hell yeah. Well, we appreciate you being on here. We being me, because I'm... I was going to ask. I try try to... I want people to think this is much bigger than it is, but it's just uh, dear old Jared Just me, you, and the guy, Mm -hmm. that guy on the bucketed floor. Isn't Mm -hmm. that ironic? Blood's everywhere, and his bucket's laying on top of it. It's pretty... Yeah. It's not in it at all. It's pretty rare that you're stabbed by the very person that was definitely going to stab you. All right, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, thank you, JJ's, for having us on here. This was, this has been another wonderful and interesting episode. Thank you, Blake, for coming on here, and uh, yeah, come out to JJ's on a Sunday and see this guy sit up there and talk and watch me not ever be mean to him again. We'll see. <laughs> I, I kind of, I kind of win either way. I'm kind of you hoping you're never mean to me and then also like if it ever rears its ugly head again I'm like oh this is exciting Jared's <laughs> getting the fangs <laughs> out again
1: <laughs>
0: alright thank you guys for tuning in and uh, catch us next week
1: California Until the wind brought him there Los Angeles burned down Before he could care With Batman's hero And his, his picture's polite his blanket on a cold dark night He's selling souls, he's healing time He's right in front maybe left behind But no one knows, so just be kind He'll all be over before we know it's time Ba-ba-ba She's a Philly flyer and ego A breath of fresh air in my eye Taught me how to meet in the middle But never come up with the sun now maybe the dark someday too a dream we both called see already hung the moon we're selling souls we're healing time we're right in front or maybe left behind but no one knows to just be kind, it'll all be over before we know it's time. Bye, 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 bye. Of an angel, a ten year old with thirty more tries. Growing up has never been easy. I never thought it wise. Lately, the tide has been turning. Now, there's a storm. my mind and washes away God's sin he's selling his soul he's healing time he's right in front maybe left behind but no one knows so just be kind he'll all be old before we know it's time selling souls. Time.